Making the community a healthier place is always at the forefront of what we're doing at the Portage Health Foundation. And one of the ways we're doing that is with the PHF podcast. I'm Michael Babcock, and I host this podcast where we tell the stories of the people, organizations, projects, and events that are focused on improving the health of our community. From meeting the people behind the scenes at our farmers markets, understanding more about our local education, emergency services, nonprofit, or criminal justice systems, you can subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts, including Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and more. Simply search Portage Health Foundation. My guest on Capra Country today for the next half hour or so is Maria Vole. She's a senior at Houghton High School. This segment of Capra Country today brought to you by the Portage Health Foundation. Learn more at phfgive.org. I'm Grant Ducetto. So before we get into the push for adaptive sports, I thought maybe we could talk about the disease that you have and when did you find out about it and what's it been like adjusting from life before to life now? Yeah, so I have transverse myelitis, and I was diagnosed with it on October 2nd, 2019. And it's um, inflammation of the spinal cord for unknown reasons. Um, It's likely from your immune system attacking your spinal cord, but they don't really know exactly because it's it's pretty rare. It's like one in a million. Uh, It progressed really rapidly, so the day before I ran a cross-country race and then that morning my arms felt weak and my back hurt and then by the end of the day I was quadriplegic I was flown down to Ann Arbor and so I I spent like a year relearning how to walk and now I use braces and a crutch to walk but I still go to physical therapy um, to improve. So in one day you went from being a perfectly normal teenager to being down at U of M Ann Arbor being diagnosed with an incredibly rare disease. What was that like? How did you adjust to something that happened so fast? Um, it was uh, it was really strange, but uh, my dad was there, so it was, um, it was a lot easier with him, but it was still pretty sudden. Um, but the hospital down there is really excellent, and they really explain everything to you. And so um, it took a little of adjusting, but eventually I just kind of learned how to live I was living in a wheelchair at the time, and now um, I walk. So so it's a disease that's fairly rare, as you said, one in a million type deal. Did they know what it was right away, or was it like an episode of House where they had to <laughs> go through all the different options to figure out what you had? Yeah, it's basically, uh, they didn't really know exactly, but it's basically once they rule everything else out, that's what it was. So they knew it wasn't um, something trauma-related, so... They basically did a bunch of tests, and once they didn't find anything, they just diagnosed diagnosed me with that. Is the damage permanent, or can what has been done by this uh, case of myelitis that you happen to have, is it something that can be reversed over time once a new treatment is developed? Basically, the first onset is your spinal cord being inflamed, and that damages the myelin sheaths around your nerves, and that's... Um, permanent damage but once the inflammation goes down you recover some so I went from being quadriplegic and then I recovered in my arms very quick fairly quickly but um I still have permanent damage in my spinal cord but from physical therapy I've um regained um leg strength and stuff like that so it's basically currently it's only um physical therapy but if they somehow found something that could repair nerves then that would be the cure 
is it painful? That sounds painful <laughs> talking about the myelin sheath on your spinal cord all of a sudden essentially disintegrating. Yeah, um, I felt extreme pain in my mid-back, but now because of the nerve damage, I don't feel pain in my lower body at all. So is that something tricky? I know that, you know, you get up from sitting for a while, the legs kind of falling asleep. It can be very hard to just find balance, let alone do something as simple as walking across the room. Is that essentially what it's like for you on some occasions? Yeah, I can still feel um, like where my leg is, but anything sensitive or pain related, I can't feel. So if I stub my toe or something, I don't notice unless it's like bleeding everywhere. That particular disease, do you know of anybody in the area or across the UP that has it? You said it's very rare, and obviously we live in a fairly small community. Are you essentially the only one who's going through this particular issue that you know of? Um, I'm the only one I personally know, but um, my physical therapist has seen some people with it, but um, I haven't met anyone who has it. Speaking with Maria Vallee, who is a senior at Houghton High School. Maria, you mentioned in an earlier answer that you were a cross-country runner. What were your ambitions? Did you just want to be a varsity cross-country athlete? Did you participate in other sports at Houghton High School? And did you have any aspirations about doing it, say, in college? Yeah, so I was was really into athletics. I was in varsity in ninth and tenth grade for cross-country, and I was captain of my team in cross country um, in the year that it happened. And so um, I was really into sports and it was kind of, I was looking into doing it in college and further on. Um, So now I've kind of had to shift it from basically like um, not adaptive sports to adaptive sports. So I've gone to national meets for wheelchair track and kind of just shifted my focus from um, what the average person would see as high school sports to my version of it. Now you are looking to try and get that recognized by the MHSAA, correct? Yeah. And what would that look like? Because I'm assuming that, especially if we're talking team sports, it would be very difficult in an area like this to be able to put together a team of eight or nine players for a basketball squad. Are we talking about individual uh, athletics, essentially, is what you're looking to try and get them to recognize? Yeah, so I'm just working on track and field um, just because that's the sport I do. But um, eventually the goal is to get as many sports integrated as possible. Obviously, like team sports like basketball and um, hockey are hard in rural areas. But um, in other states and populated areas, they do have like sled hockey teams and wheelchair basketball teams for their high schools. Is that something you would like to try at some point? Yeah, um, I did try a a basketball wheelchair. And so um, perhaps when I... Maybe when I go to college, but right now there's not really anyone who does it up here. Is transportation difficult? I don't know if we've gotten that far in the process, but I have a feeling for districts that it would be difficult if they're pulling, say, one student for this particular adaptive athletics. And let's say CLK has another, but that's it as far as the entire district. Getting them to practice every day, getting them to different competitions would be hard on the budget in ways that perhaps would not be easily predictable beforehand. Yeah. Well, um, so from my personal experience, I did track and, um, the only thing I needed for that is a track wheelchair and they just put it in the back of a bus. It's like, um, it's like if the hockey team has extra equipment, they, you know, put it at the bottom of the bus or bring another bus for them. It's just, um, adding those accommodations, um, 
that the students would get for school anyways. Like some need, um, if they're in a wheelchair, they need a special bus to get to school. Now, would these meets for adaptive athletics, would it be tacked on to a regular track meet where it would be extra events that would be happening at the same event? Or do you envision it being its own separate thing? I'm, I'm trying to get it integrated into um, the normal, like the um, regular high school meets. Um, so adaptive athletes can also count towards the, the high school's team score. So if I went to a track meet um, and I did a wheelchair event, it would count towards um, my team score for the whole meet. Gotcha. How many events are we talking about? Obviously, field events don't seem particularly conducive to involving a wheelchair, but once we get to the track side of things, are all fair game, or do you expect it to be certain races at certain distances, and that would be it? Basically, you can do any event. Um, I'm the only one who does who does it up here, so I've only done 100 and 400s, um, and usually it's the shorter distances, but you can also even do it for field events like throwing. Um, Probably not stuff like pole vault, but um, basically you can do anything um, adaptively. That would be very impressive. My brother tried pole vaulting one year, and he was not particularly good at it. And I can only imagine what it would be like having to um, not handle it at a running start. In fact, I don't even know how it would work. But I'm sure there's somebody out there who's working on it at this point. You mentioned you've been to Colorado, and you've competed what was that event like? Was that essentially a high school event out in Colorado, or was it organized through a different organization? How are things set up right now as far as adaptive sports go? Um, that was um, adaptive track and field junior nationals. So um, it was um, a junior nationals event just for adaptive athletes. And there are um, like local organizations that have adaptive athletes um, if a school or state doesn't integrate them. And so I work with um, GLASA, which is the Great Lakes Adaptive Sports Association, and they have meets um, in Wisconsin and Illinois that I go to where you can score points and qualify for junior nationals. It's pretty much high school and then a little older than high school ages, and they go there to compete with other adaptive athletes. Do you know, say, the WIA down in Wisconsin, whatever the Minnesota version is, as far as the governing body for high school athletics. Do you know of other states that have added adaptive sports to their slate of uh, potential uh, varsity athletics? Yeah, um, 35 states have adaptive athletics in high school. I know Wisconsin and Illinois both do. I'm not sure about Minnesota, but there's a lot of other states that um, have it integrated already. Have you heard from anybody with the MHSA as to why Michigan's been slower to adopt this than the majority of the country at this point? They said uh, Michigan is a little different system. Like the uh, association takes what their member schools want. And so it has to be proposed by a school to the MHSAA. I know their current system, which isn't really integrating the sports, is that they allow waivers of participation, which... um, is just what it says, participation. It's not really scoring points or being able to get a varsity letter. And so um, it's just the issue hasn't been brought up enough, really, to get the movement going. But um, they said they would be open to it, and that's why we're working on this proposal to them. 
What type of speed are we talking about here? If it's, say, adapted by the MHSA as a whole, is it something that could take effect almost immediately, or is it a multi-year process where they might set it as beginning in, say, 2023, 2024, that kind of thing? Yeah, um, we're trying to get it done for this year, and so they have a meeting in January, and we've been working on the proposal since um, the summer after track season, and so they did a similar thing for swimming and they had like a trial season. And so we're trying to get it for this spring, at least in the Upper Peninsula, to get it integrated. As far as learning how to do the different track events in the wheelchair, did that act almost as physical therapy for you? Did you take what would perhaps be um, a chore or maybe not all that much fun and say, hey, I'm going to find a new way to attack this one that I can not just get the work in and, and get better physically, but also have some fun with. Yeah, uh, it does um, improve my physical strength and stuff. It's especially a good core and arm workout. And um, just also improving like your overall physical health, even if it's just in your arms, will improve um, my leg strength. So. Did you tackle it by yourself or did you have a coach? And I mean, where do you find a coach for something like this? Um, I worked with, um, again, Glassa, which is based in Illinois, and they got me a track chair and they also um, helped me get measured for one so I can get my own. And um, they have coaches and I go to um, online practices with them once, uh, once a week. It's a lot of figuring out on your own just because I don't have anyone up here. So I go to track practices at my high school and just wheel around the track and try to figure it out. Now, is it online because of distance or online because of COVID issues the last couple of years? Um, they started it because of COVID, but because they have a lot of people from different states, they've continued doing it because it has worked out well. Glassa seems like it serves most of the Midwest. Is that a pretty normal situation? Does, say, the Deep South or the Northeast have their own version of this type of organization to help adaptive athletes? Yeah, they have glasses for the Midwest, but um, a lot of states have them, like Texas and Oregon have them. And for those states that have it integrated into high school, it's like a supplementary club that helps them get to junior, junior national levels of competition just because high schools aren't really able to support that because it's a lot of travel and money. The trip to Colorado, what was that like? And was it perhaps the first time where you realized that you're not alone? Obviously, you mentioned that a lot of your coaches are dealing with you online and in the area, there's not a ton of adaptive athletes out there. Was it comforting almost to be in a scene where all of a sudden you were the norm again? Yeah, um, there was uh, about 400 participants, I think, and um, a lot of supporting staff and stuff like that. And I've went to a few more local meets like in Wisconsin where there's a little less people, but in junior nationals, there's people of like all abilities and all disabilities. And that was a really great experience just because they've also gone through similar things, as you said. I even met some people who fought for this thing similarly in their state. And um, they gave me some tips, who to contact and how to get stuff moving in my own state. Obviously, you mentioned that you have to go through the individual uh, schools to, to make this work. I would assume, though, that perhaps the right legislator or the right public official 
having their support would go a long way to making this work. Have you heard it all from, say, State Representative Greg Markinen or, or Ed McBroom or perhaps even municipal um, officials, city council members, Houghton mayor, that kind of thing? Have they issued any uh, support for you in this particular endeavor? Representative Markinen wrote to me in the summer, and I'm still trying to get in contact with him to get his support. But I have heard from him and some local officials about their support. If this does get approved, what kind of participation do you think we will see? Do you happen to have a good idea of how many adaptive sports athletes are out there in Michigan waiting for an opportunity? I know personally at our school, just me competing has gotten five other people like encouraged to compete and who want to try it. In the state of Michigan, there's 200,000 students with eligible disabilities who are able to compete. A lot of people with disabilities don't know that they can even do sports, especially if there's not a system for it. So hopefully if we get a system started, then they'll be encouraged to compete because a lot of people don't really want to, aren't encouraged enough to fight for it. They just want to join in if there's something. So getting something established will hopefully get more people into the sport. What lessons have you learned? What's been the biggest takeaway from starting from scratch, essentially, and building yourself up into an athlete in a sport in a way that perhaps growing up, you didn't really see yourself participating in that way? Just that there's a lot of people to support you, even if you don't see it. I've had a lot of people reach out and say how awesome it is what I'm doing and that they can help in any way possible. And also that if you have a goal that's set that you have to reach, then that can really encourage you to keep going to reach that goal. I obviously cannot speak to what you've gone through. I can only speak to experiences that I have, and I'll get into something like weightlifting. There are certain times when you plateau for a while and you stop making progress and you wonder, you know, is this as good as I can do? Have you had something like that happen with you as you went from being quadriplegic to getting back the use that you now have, at least to a partial degree with your extremities? Kind of just looking back at what I had just running and being a varsity athlete has really encouraged me to keep going so I can keep regaining mobility and um, even possibly get back to that point. Now, when you first came down with this, did doctors come to you and say, at some point, you're going to have the functions that you have now? Or was there a big question about that when the disease first hit you? Um, they had basically no prognosis just because this is such a rare disease. And so um, they said within six months, whatever you have recovered, that will be it. But um, it's been more than two years on and I've still recovered every day. And so I've kind of beaten their expectations. And every time I see them, they're really encouraged by my progress. And how often do you have to, and maybe you don't have to go all the way down to Ann Arbor, I don't know, but how often do you have to see a doctor? How often do you do the progress checks? Um, I usually go down to Ann Arbor once a year to see neurology and rehab doctors, but uh, again, I have physical therapy twice a week, and there they send progress notes to my doctor once a month. And where do you do the physical therapy at? Um, at Portage Health. Is this the first time that they've seen something like this? Have they had to kind of learn along the way as well as far as creating a treatment plan for you? The treatment plan is like other spinal cord injuries, but um, since my um, disease is pretty rare, they're more not surprised, but just interested in my case. My physical therapists are really excellent, and so they've really helped me a lot. Obviously, you were here a couple of weeks ago with Athletic Director John Sanregret. 
what's his support been like? And, you know, what do you take away from interactions with other coaches up at Houghton High School and, and just maybe other student athletes as well? Um, Mr. Sangret has helped me a lot. Last year, we made a regional agreement just so I could compete at the local meets. And um, going to UP finals, I wasn't able to do because that's an MHSAA event and so that's where we started on the proposal but he's helped me um, contact other athletic directors and has submitted the proposal for our school to the state and um, my coaches have helped me a lot in just getting it back into track because they coached me when I was a running athlete too and even though they don't know exactly how to coach me just because it's like kind of a completely different sport they've still been really encouraging my teammates have been really excited to see me back on the team and in the team and they've helped me just get around and lug my wheelchair around so everyone is very helpful and um, excited that I'm back into sports. How did they react when everything happened? Obviously you're going through your own struggles but I'm sure it was just as shocking for some of your teammates to see somebody who was a captain obviously very good at the sport you were in cross country and all of a sudden you go from being maybe one of the best uh, participants on your squad to not being able to participate at all what was that like for them yeah um they were pretty concerned just because i didn't know what was going on and neither did they but we kept in a contact while i stayed downstate for two months at the hospital once i came back they just welcomed me back into the team and just kind of try to integrate me however they could back into the team atmosphere in sports. Getting back to the proposal with the MHSAA, have you done a presentation or has it just been written as far as what you've submitted to them? I haven't been allowed to present to them just because they um, only meet with their member schools, but I've written a proposal with the help of Adaptive Track and Field USA who have helped other states integrate this into their high schools. And so I've only been able to write to them, but Mr. Sanagrit has represented me and helped get them uh, into this issue. And have you gotten any feedback on the materials that you have submitted? Do you hear from any of the other, maybe perhaps not just from Mr. Samagret, but also from some of the other schools in the MHSA who are looking at this proposal and going to be weighing in on it soon? We've been in contact with some downstate schools and they have also submitted it. We've met with them and kind of seen their issues and just kind of explained to them, addressed them, and they've all been very supportive and kind of not even been aware of the issue before we presented to them. And then once we did, they supported it wholeheartedly. Asking a question from a competitive standpoint, from a scoring standpoint, really, how do you adjust for the fact that certain high schools may have more adaptive athletes than others if this proposal does get passed? I'm thinking like Dollar Bay High School. How do you make sure that the Blue Bolts aren't hurt by the fact that they're just not going to have the same numbers of adaptive athletes as a Houghtonwood? If there's only one athlete, I get one point if I pass a standard time. But it's basically like if some schools don't have pole vaulters or long jumpers, it's just that additional point. It also encourages those schools, if Houghton gets one more point, to recruit any of their disabled students to join um, the sport. Would adaptive athletics apply to all meets within the state of Michigan, anything from a dual meet all the way up to state championships? We're working on getting it into 
all levels of competition. You know, Maria, I've asked you about teammates. I've asked about your doctors and physical therapists. I've asked about high school administrative staff. I haven't asked you about your parents. This situation that's happened with you, where you go from being perfectly healthy to at one point quadriplegic, essentially overnight, what was that like for them and what's their support meant and how have they helped you perhaps in ways that you would never have thought would be possible? They've been really wonderful. When I stayed downstate, some, one of them was always down there with me and kind of kept my spirits up and they've just been by my side this whole time going with me to meets across the country and helping me get this proposal, contacting people for me, kind of pushing me when I sometimes just want to take a break. And so their support has been um, amazing. Do you have siblings at all? I have three brothers, two older and one younger. Were they all runners? Uh, my two oldest were swimmers, but the youngest is a runner. All cardio though? Yeah. I'm more of a biker when we get to the cardio side. Get me on a treadmill, it's not particularly pretty. <laughs> and then I played football as far as a varsity sport goes. But I remember our, uh, our cross-country team, which was always pretty good. They used to have shirts made up that would say, our sport is your sport's punishment. They really did have a lot of fun with it. Yeah. <laughs> what odds do you give as far as this being adopted? Do you think that there's a real good chance? Is it a 50-50 proposition? Are you fighting an uphill battle? So since we don't hear from MHSAA directly, it's kind of hard to gauge, but they have said last year I wasn't allowed to participate in UP finals at all, but they said in some regard I will participate in UP finals, but we're really unsure what will happen with this proposal, but we're hoping that it will be adopted. But it seems like the trend is your friend at least. It's going in the right direction. Maria Vallee, who is a senior at Houghton High School, thank you very much for joining me on Copper Country today.